In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab time is now Drew Doherty in the purple. John Harris with the big hand waving at you in the Texan <laughs> digital studio. John, it's great to see you. I really haven't seen you much in person the last six months, but it's always good to be with you on these. How are you? Yeah, man. Uh, it is very, very weird still to uh, you and I continue to do this. So it's cool. We can at least keep contact. But I, I see Tyler and Nicholas you know, pretty much every day, but haven't seen you, DP, or Mark much the last how many ever weeks and months. It's, uh, it definitely has made for a weird 2020 to say the least. Yeah. And I'm just now noticing right here, that's Angel Dog. So she's taking a nice up, nap on the couch. Mm-hmm. Should she happen to bark? That's fine. That's life. Her buddy Randy might bark as well, but yeah. Right uh, over here for me, right there, mm-hmm. is Tyler Sutarth. So if he starts to bark, then... Which is probably more likely, yeah. This is probably going to happen. Um, you know, we deal. We deal okay, here's the table of contents for today. We're pretty much casting that abomination on Thursday night aside, although we will give out a little cream of the crop, you know, individual award to one player each, although we're, we're moving forward. We'll have one non-negotiable must-have this Sunday at 325 against the, Raiders, uh, the Ravens. The Texans must have this. It's not negotiable. This happens or not. And it can't be go to school and more points than the other team. I know there's nope, a, I've got mine. Bunch of Twitter smart, uh, smart Alex out there. <laughs> We're also going to do one little memory from the 2014 game here against oh, the Ravens. Yeah. That's the last time Baltimore was in Houston for a game. But let's start with the cream of the cropper. The cream of the crop. Get it out of the way. I'm gonna. I'm wrestling it away from you first. I'm taking David Johnson. There was a lot of wonder. Yeah. Hey, this guy's looked good in training camp. He looked good in August, but uh, let's just see how it happens or how he looks come game time when he's getting hit. And he looked. He looked like the real deal. He looked like everything you said that first day of camp to me, yep. to Mark, to Deepy uh, when we were talking in private. And he was very, very impressive. He said yesterday on Monday that he left some yards on the field, though, which, I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. 11 carries, 77 yards, and he caught the three passes for 30 yards and change. He didn't get as many, that many chances just because the offense wasn't out on the field as much, but yeah. he's going to be out on the field, and the offense is going to be out on the field. It's like you said, he will move the chains in many different ways. Yeah, he's impressive. And the one thing that stood out to me as I watched was his vision. What, what he sees – and who he sees is pretty impressive to know uh, also where to look. The, there was one run, I think it was in the second half, and he, he went off to the left and darted to the left, and as he went through the hole, he knew what the coverage was. So he knew that, oh, it's cover two. So he knew there was a cover two corner out, outside, and he knew he was going outside. So he knew to get his eyes out there. Is that guy still out there? Or is that guy being blocked? So he was being blocked darted then up the field knowing that that corner was going to come in and like cut him, you know, cut him down or knock the ball loose or whatever the case might be. He knew where he was. He was cognizant of everybody on the field. I was really impressed with him. I mean, he had only 14 touches. I think that number will go up um, slowly, but surely. I think it's like everything else in this, this 2020 season, kind of ramping it up. 11 carries, three ca- uh, catches, 14 touches. I think he'll get more, as time uh, wears on. I think he was uh, really, really good. I'm going to go for mine, Drew, on the defensive side. 
And I'm going to say Eric Murray. I think Eric Murray played a significant role for this team on Thursday. You know, the touchdown catch that was overturned on the first drive for the Chiefs. You know, Eric Murray, going back and watching that play again. I mean, I saw it happen live. I didn't back and watch the play. Yeah. yeah, he – but the thing is, is, Drew, I'm telling you, other safeties the Texans have had in the past would not have been in that position because what happened was they were sending Tyreek and Demarcus Robinson, and so Murray was kind of – supposed to stay over all of that and so when Tyreek is going down a field you got to respect Tyreek so he's playing over the top of Tyreek and then he sees Mahomes looking at Robinson and he speed turns which we used to call baseball turn and gets himself back in the play on Demarcus Robinson and is really the one that knocked that ball away now Eric would love to have that interception back um, that seemingly hit him in the in the it looked like him in the shoulder pads kind of sounded like the helmet. It was just like this huge thud. Could have, that, could have changed the entire complexion of the game. Yeah. I mean, but kind of in the he, early middle part of that first long yes. touchdown drive. Oh yeah. That would have, that would have been nice, but he was unable to hang on to that one, but I just liked the way he played. He tackled pretty well in space. I think Eric Murray on the defensive side of the ball did some really nice things. I was very, very pleased with what he brought to them. His hands are going to be full this weekend because oh, yeah. A guy that uh, the Texans saw – it was the worst defeat in the regular season last year for Houston. I mean, they were riding that two-game win streak like they had all season long. <laughs> they had a set of two-game win streaks. But they just won in London. They dominated Jacksonville. And yep. there's a lot of question marks. Hey, how are they going to look with the travel? Oh, Jacksonville's used to this. Jacksonville gets a win. They're back to 500. Well, the Texans closed the door on the Jaguars that day. I mean, just yep. – dominate them and then they had From beginning to end yep yeah beginning to end then they had the whole week off you're going to baltimore this is going to be a rumble it was close for a quarter and then baltimore stomped on the gas yep blew up one non-negotiable that you need the texans to have for victory is do i need to I get to go first on this you one, get to go, go first first? Yes. Oh, I do. Since I'm the um, ball I hawk, think... i'm gonna like i'm gonna pass off for once <laughs> it's got to be pristine pass protection pristine it's absolutely without a doubt got to be pristine and there were times in the game against the Ravens where they did have some good pass protection but the Ravens secondary is so good they just clamped down Deshaun didn't have anywhere to go the ball eventually he just kind of ran around a few times and then on the first drive of the game he fumbles uh, on a sack um, but then the pass protection didn't hold up. And the pass protection the other night against the Chiefs was not great. The other thing about pass protection, and it, it's kind of a, a subset, but a very important subset of pass protection, is blitz pickup. The Ravens will bring guys from the parking lot. And Don Wink Martindale, I love that nickname, Wink. Um, if you know who Wink Martindale is, then consider yourself in our demographic. But They'll bring everybody. And in fact, uh, I did it. I'm doing a Telestrator, actually, not as we speak, but I'm in the process of doing a Telestrator right after we get done with this. And the Ravens, it's one of those things where the Ravens will show you a look where, hey, we got a lot of guys over here. We got a lot of guys over here. And you're like, oh, we got to block all those guys. But then those guys all drop into coverage and then they bring guys from over here. And it's just like, see this and give you this. And so knowing that, um, and, and then there are times when they show you this and then those guys all come. So, you know, they do a number of different things. So you've got to be cognizant of that 
you've got to see if there are any tells when guys are dropping and not blitzing. Um, and then the ball has got to come out of Deshaun Watson's hands fast. And that all has to do with confidence that he has in the pass protection. Now, Calais Campbell has always given us issues. So they have a four-man line, and Calais is part of it. you got to protect against that guy. And whether it's a man and a half or two men that have got to just control him, that's fine. But if that's the case, then you got to have a one-on-one on the guys on the outside. And Judon and Ferguson, those guys, and Tyus Bowser, those guys can come from the outside. But Titus Howard got to do a better job on the right side, protecting that side. And Laramie's going to have to do a rock-solid job on the left side to protect that when they just bring a four-man line. Um, or they're bringing five, and you can man up five on five. Uh, you can go Hawaii five-zero protection and leave your back on the, the linebacker that comes. In okay. part of pass protection, are receivers getting open quickly. So it's all kind of like pass protection's got to be pristine. The only way it's pristine is if you understand and know where the blitz is coming from, you then pick it up, your receivers know exactly what they're doing and where to go and get open quickly. So that synergy you're talking about. All right. That's yours. Pass protection and, and, and whatnot. For me, you got to go plus two in turnover differential. Uh-huh. And you got to make it count. With, against this team, you need to get off the field, but you also got to keep them from popping you in the mouth with touchdown yep. drive after touchdown drive. That's like three, three plays or two plays. You've got to get off the field. J.J. Watt talked about it as far as creating turnovers. Because when this team has won, it's been because of doing well in that turnover differential category. Two years ago, they were one of the best in the league. Last year, they really got away with some stuff because the Texans were right around even, almost underwater when it came to turnover differential. But it's got to get better because it was not good last year against this Ravens team. you got to come up with a fumble or a pick and make things – really, really tough on them, put the pressure on them because we've seen you – know, they only lost three times all of last year if you can include the playoffs. And yep. in, in the playoffs, they took the ball out of his hands. You know, Lamar Jackson did not have the ball. So I'm going to go with plus two turnover differential, Johnny. You know what's interesting about that, that Titans game? You know, just if you play box score hero, I watched the game. Mark and I watched the game when we were out that night. And it was interesting because we were, in a, we were in a place in Kansas City where everybody was cheering for the Titans. You know, it was, it was kind of bizarre. But the Titans had – or I'm sorry, the, the Ravens had 530 yards in that game. They, they, on third down, were 11 of 16. They were Amazing. 61%. But they were 0 for 4 on fourth down. That's like a turnover. And then they turned it over a couple of times. And the Titans just didn't. So from that perspective, you're absolutely right. Now, that, that was an extreme case of four. You didn't make it on four fourth downs. And then you got two turnovers. I think that, that that would make you a plus six. But still, even if it's just plus two, you just whether it's you get a fourth down stop and a turnover or two turnovers, whatever, those are going to be huge. Sam Cook didn't even get on the field last year unless he was holding for amazing? Tucker field goals and extra points. Yeah, That can't be the case this year. That cannot be the case this year. They've got to end some of those drives with Sam Cook punting. And he's extraordinary. I remember at 17 going up there, he was absolutely extraordinary with some of the punts. Of course, they got going with a fake punt. And that's the other thing, too. We've seen the Ravens do this. Um, I've seen, we've seen other teams do this over the weekend. 
when teams kind of needed to get it going, like, boy, it's kind of slow going, fake punt. The Rams did it. Uh, uh, I saw Notre Dame do it. Notre Dame did it against uh, Duke. Duke kind of had that game going in their direction. Notre Dame runs a fake punt. It's a big first down, and then they rolled basically from that point forward. Um, saw the Browns try it in the Ravens game. It got shut down, and the Ravens just continued on, you know, on their run after that. And saw uh, – I'm trying to think. Somebody else did it too in the NFL, and I'm trying to remember who that was. Can't off the top of my head. But there were a number of fake punts. I remember the Ravens, Monday night game. They were, were kind of controlling them through the first quarter, a little after quarter and some change. You're talking about 2017? 2017. Yeah. And then they run a fake punt. Sam Cook hits uh, Chris Moore down the sideline. And that got them, that got them going. And we couldn't, we, couldn't get, we couldn't get back in the driver's seat of that game. We were playing uphill the rest of the game and ended up losing it. So I, that's, that's another thing to go along with kind of turnovers kind of a subset of that is, hey, fake punt, that's going to be on the table. Fake field goal, you know, those things are going to be on the table with John Harbaugh uh, as the head coach of the Ravens. So, yeah, yeah. he's special that's, teams. You bring up a good one. Special teams, so. Yes, it is. Yep, absolutely. Okay, let's go down memory lane. 2014, Texans beat the Ravens. And there's lots of different things you can choose from here. I'm not going to say them, but I'm, my first okay. one is it's a little obscure. Two of my best friends were at the game. I gave them my tickets. And one of them is sort of a casual sport. He's not even really a, a sports fan, but he, like he, he played football, but he doesn't follow football. And yeah. he's more of like a UFC guy. He likes following MMA and all that. But he texted me in game when the Ravens handed the ball off to Justin Forsett, who was the, he was the NFL rushing king that year. Um, and the most yards uh, on the ground that year, they handed in the ball, JJ Watt cut through, and basically pulled him back. And my friend said, that was amazing. I mean, that guy's not big, but he totally suplexed him. I mean, he's an NFL player, and he basically suplexed him. And I was like, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. J.J. Watt. And that was the year J.J. Yeah. Watt was, I mean, yeah. a fireball. He's been great his whole year, whole career. You know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame some, someday. But he was an absolute comet in 2014. And that was just one – not as highly memorable plays or one of his not memorable plays, but a, certainly a big one and a good one because the Texans wound up winning that game and, and came up big six Randy Bullock field goals. Yeah. And a touchdown, which I'm guessing you might bring up. No, I'm actually not. Okay. Um, well, so let's talk about it after. Yeah. Um, mine that I will always have with that game goes back to the Sunday before. The Sunday before, we had gone to Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. And on the bus, we're getting on the plane. And on that plane, we sat up front or near the front. And as we're going to our seats over to the left is Fitzy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whose yeah. leg is in a long cast. And he's taking up the first three seats of the front row. And so then we're like, oh, crap, okay. So then we go up to our seats, we sit down, and a little while later we see coming down with crutches, Tom Savage. And so we're like, the only quarterback that we have that does not have some sort of cast on his body is Thaddeus Lewis. That's it. <laughs> and so at some point between the time we took off and the time we landed, Case Keenum had gotten a call from the Texans saying, hey, we, we need you to come back. Would you like to come back? And he, of course, did. He had been hunting in a deer blind that weekend. 
Um, I think the Rams, he was with their practice squad. And yeah. I think the Rams had played a Thursday night game. And so they had the weekend off. And so he was hunting, gets a text or a call from his wife saying, Hey, the text, you know, Fitzpatrick got hurt. You might get a call. Then calls him later, says Savage got hurt. So you may definitely get a call. And he did. And he plays that game. And his, his numbers weren't tremendous. His numbers weren't tremendous. But he makes the first throw down the sideline, about 35 yards to Dre. And, and it was like, okay, all right, this guy's ready to roll. They had a nice ready to roll. They had a nice They did. They, they always really did. did. Yeah. It was really fun to see. And then after the game, uh, I would get a player to interview out on the field. And so I told them, I want Case. And they're like, okay. And I, I didn't say I want Case. I was like, I need Case. So I'm waiting for you up on the deck to throw it to David Brady, to throw it to me, to get down to me. And so finally it comes down to me. And he's just kind of standing there. And he was, fi- like, he was fine, it seemed. And then I asked, I asked the question. I was like, what are your emotions, man? What are you feeling right now? And he, he literally couldn't talk for a few seconds. He was just like, he, di- he just, he paused. He just kind of put his head down and said, John, he just kind of stammered a little bit. He was like, I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know what to think. And, and it was so true. He just was kind of, he was so taken, just, just taken away. Like, wow, did that just happen? Did I just leave, you know, did I just get my first, his first win, his first win as a starting quarterback. He comes out of a deer blind, you know, where he was. It, all this is like going through his head and he's having just kind of this moment and we got done with it. And I just kind of put my arm around him and he kind of just looked at me and, and we, we had known each other because we had done radio. He had been on our radio show, me and Sean and I, and he had been with the two of us and he would join us every single week. And we just loved, we loved like him. When he was at U of H. We, we loved, yeah. When he's at U of H yeah. and we loved him. And, uh, and so I just kind of looked at him. He's kind of looked at me. I was like, and I'll, I'll just never forget that moment of him just like feeling the emotion of that, of the, of the game, of being there, making it, you know, being in that moment. And, you know, then he did it the next week against the Jags. Unfortunately, he didn't stay with us, but he's been able to carve out at this point. He's been in the league how you, nine years, yeah. nine years, 10 years. There's, um, there's yeah, something to be this said. Is, this is ninth year. It's ninth year. It's, a cra- it's he, incredible. There's like a faction on Twitter. There's two factions on Twitter. Or there, there was at a time where some were like, die hard. You need to start this guy. He's going to lead you to the promised land. And then there were others that were like, he is an abomination at quarterback. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. hey, there's, there's a middle ground with this guy. But there is a middle I'll, ground. I'll say this. Anybody in the Texans organization that dealt with him, you know, back then, yeah. Like nothing but love for that. I mean, oh yeah, he Absolutely. he was awesome to deal with. I mean, just a, he's a great, great guy, and he's yeah. got a lot of fans in the Texans organization, both from the Kubiak era and the O'Brien era. I mean, it's yep. he's a popular, popular player. You know, I, I've I've been happy to see his his successes over the years. I have too. Okay, uh, this has been fun. I got a change up for you next week. It's we're gonna have uh, have a good time. We're gonna bring in a special recorded guest just for snippets Ooh. to ask questions and okay. we don't know where this is coming from so i i do not so I you stay not. tuned johnny and <laughs> all, all right. of you listening stay tuned this has been another in the lab john can't wait to do it with you again next week man yeah man see you brother